Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hands in the Chile. I am your host, Marco Becerra, Marco Duro here in the house. Well, outside the house because I'm in a hotel for just over a month. But in the last episode, thank you all to those who listened. But if you didn't, I'll give you a quick recap. My buddy Mike and I talked about some computer and internet safety tips and tricks for vanilla users like your mom or like my mom or anybody who doesn't really have experience with the internet and is curious about how to protect themselves from internet aids. But in this episode, I wanted to cover computer building because that's something that I obviously am passionate about and that I love, especially where to get parts and components from, some guidance on how to build and how, what to pick. And then, of course, we're going to get into story time with Marco, everyone's favorite segment. So come along, jump right into the motherfucking chili with me, and let's get after it. So for those of y'all who noticed, there is a different intro song to this because I am traveling, as I mentioned, and I'm in a hotel with some of my equipment for podcasting and such, and I didn't actually remember what song I had downloaded for the intro for the last couple episodes. So thanks to Upbeat, and the song in this episode is called, I don't know what it's called, it's called Campfire by the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat.io. There are others, of course. I usually use stream beats, but this was recommended to me by my good friend, Donnie. Shout out to the Last Waltz podcast. So computer building. You are thinking about building a computer or maybe you just want to go ahead and have somebody build it for you. And I'm going to walk you through all that. If you have never done this before, don't worry. It's really easy. I kid you not. It is just like Legos. It's like a big puzzle, except it's a really expensive puzzle. But it's not that difficult. I'm going to break down the components in layman's terms or, you know, Barney style. And, you know, we're just going to kind of do this by the numbers. So desktops are a system comprised of around-ish seven, seven components, which includes your CPU, your motherboard, your RAM, GPU, power supply or PSU as sometimes it's called or referred to, your storage, also known as hard drives, and your OS, your operating system. And that's going to be Primarily Windows and Linux, you can build a Hackintosh, which is, you know, building a PC that's made for Windows and then, you know, you convert it and do some wizardry to make Mac OS run on it. I'm not going to get into that because it's way outside of my capabilities, but I'm going to just give you the basics on computer building and kind of see if I can inspire some people out there to maybe get after it and build their own systems by hand. So let's break down the components real quickly. The CPU is basically the brains of the computer, also known as the processor. And it's basically going to come down to two options for you versus like which market you're going to go to. And you're going to go either with a CPU that is AMD or Intel. So CPU, for those of you wondering, is an acronym and it stands for Central Processing Unit. And it's basically a, a circuit that carries out instructions in a computer program and kind of, you know, it's the brains of the operation. Let's just leave it at that. Next is your GPU or graphics card. And that's going to handle all the video processing for anything that you're doing. Literally everything, whether you are playing video games or, you know, looking at cat videos on Instagram or whatever. And that GPU stands for graphics processing unit. You've heard of Bitcoin or (laughs) cryptocurrency. 
Miners use GPUs, graphics cards to mine cryptocurrency. That's a totally different thing. But basically, they have a lot of computing power, just like your CPU does. They also have a CPU type processing unit on there. And it has also RAM and and other things. And basically, you're going to also have two camps on this one. And you're going to have NVIDIA and AMD. And I think that's it. To my knowledge, there's only two. And it's really going to come down to what you're using your computer for. If you're just strictly looking for gaming and the highest performance. But if you're new to this, you may just be looking at, hey, what's the entry level you know, system looking like? And I think you can't really go wrong with either. Or, of course, as long as you stick with your, I guess, basic or inexpensive GPUs. Next up is RAM. And that is random access memory. And this is going to kind of dictate how quickly your computer can run tasks besides, you know, your, your motherboard and your, and your, well, we'll get into motherboard. So spoiler alert, (laughs) your CPU, your CPUs, um, frequency or core clock, you know, that kind of stuff. So for Ram, some considerations, you're going to want to identify like, like I said before, your usage. So if you want to play video games that are large games, say like Halo Infinite or <laughs> Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a big-ass game. You're going to want to get more RAM, and you're going to want to make sure that the speed is higher. So the way that RAM is measured is they use a core clock or a frequency, I should say, and that's measured in megahertz. And the higher the number, the faster the RAM is, essentially, the lower the latency, which is response time between an action being requested and an action being executed. Random access memory, thanks to Wikipedia, is a form of computer memory that can read and be be read. Wow, they fucked this up. (laughs) That can be read and changed in any order, typically, hence the random, typically used to store working data and machine code. So a program you're currently running on your computer, say like Chrome, which is very popular among everybody, or Safari for the you you know Mac users. They also have RAM. Anywhere between sixteen and thirty-two gigabytes of RAM is good for gaming, especially if you are thinking about doing other things like video editing, rendering, things like that. Next up is storage. Pretty self-explanatory. You've heard these terms before: hard drives, right? And that's basically it's really not too too much to hard drives, except for. Uh, there's a new technology that has emerged in the last, I'd say like probably like 10 years, but it's really become popular in the last few, maybe like five years. And that is NVMe or M.2 hard drives, which basically screw right into your motherboard. They slot right in and they are very low profile, almost invisible, and they are super fast. So if that's something that you're concerned about, say you want to put your operating system on your MVME or M.2 drive, these terms are interchangeable, by the way, and the newest version is NVME.2.0, 2.0. So the fastest is going to be NVME. The second fastest is going to be another solid-state drive. So another any other solid-state drive is going to be really good, but it's limited by the capabilities of SATA transfer rates, which... I mean, if you're a new builder or a new gamer, you're probably not going to really notice or tell the difference. But NVMe is the way to go for for gaming. So your operating system and games that you play very frequently, you're going to want on that NVMe drive. Now, if you have other things like, say, lots of videos, 
cat videos, <laughs> etc. You know, for your YouTube channel or whatever, you you're, you might want those on a HHD or HDD hard disk drive. Sorry, I'm getting there's too many acronyms here. See, even I get confused. And you're coming to me for advice. You should just turn the podcast off. Just kidding. Share it with your friends if you found value so far, or if you've had a good laugh, tell your mom about it. Tell her to help you buy some computer parts because you can't afford them because you keep buying too much Starbucks. But anyways, operating system is next. As we've discussed, Windows is one of the most popular operating systems out there. And basically, I guess there's there's a few operating systems if you want to think of it as like your phone, right? It's kind of like the basic set of instructions that is going to help you add other programs on there and let you use the computer for all kinds of other things. So we have Android and Apple for phones, right? But we also have iOS or Apple OS for computers. And that's going to be, you know, one of the one of the two main ones is Apple and Microsoft. Then you also have some kind of outlier fringe. Notice I didn't say cringe because they're kind of cool. You have uh, kinds of different Linux builds or Unix-based operating systems like Ubuntu and others. I don't really, I'm not really privy on on Linux. It's kind of for like hyper nerds, which is, I guess, not me. So moving on, you're going to need something that holds all of these components together, right? You're going to need a motherboard, which I mentioned before, and that's where you're going to slot in all of your little puzzle pieces. Your GPU is going to go on there, your CPU, your CPU cooler, which we'll also talk about, and your RAM. And everything is going to be useless unless you also get a PSU or a power supply unit. Now, all these components have requirements for power at a minimum draw and a maximum draw. Basically, if you think about a hose of water, the amount of water that's flowing through there is, for example, say like you have a hundred, we'll say like a hundred is a, is a nice even square number to use. Don't at me about math. All right. <laughs> it's a nice even number. So you have a hundred waters going through this, <laughs> through this hose and each of your components requires 20 waters and you have seven other components, right? Do some quick maths. 20 goes into a hundred only five times, right? So you're going to be missing some waters for your equipment to work properly. So you're going to want, say, a power supply that has, say, 300 waters, you know, a power supply water hose that has like 300. That way, all your components that only require 20 waters, and I'm kind of using water as a joke because wattage is similar, you know, in a word. It's a, it's a play on words. Anyways, you're going to want to spend some more coin to get a larger wattage power supply. But obviously, that's just your components at a basic level. Notice I didn't even mention a case because you realistically don't even need a case if you want to have like an open concept. But I don't recommend that, especially if you're like me and you like to have drinks at your desk, which they always told you at the computer lab not to do. But I don't care because I'm an adult. I built the computer. I paid for this desk. Whose chair is that? Not my problem. And so you're going to want a case to, to house all these things as well as to trap or keep your stuff from getting dusty and having stuff spilt on it. But cases are really inexpensive compared to other components. And obviously you want to consider what monitor you're going to use, unless you're going to just build this to have in your living room and, you know, hook up to your TV, which is fine. But then you're going to want, you know, wireless mouse and keyboard. Maybe you want a headset with, you know, 
Bluetooth capabilities. You may need to add a microphone unless you buy a gaming headset. And like, there's also like ranges of things that you can, you know, buy essentially. So like I said, basically it's like Legos. They're just electric Legos and every, every component has a purpose, right? So where do we get all these parts, right? You know, I'm just not, who can I order stuff from? So you can go either to some, a company that's known to build computers, say NZXT, which is one of the more popular ones. There's other brands and I forget the name. They're called not aggregators. That's for, that's for, that's for booking vacations and shit. Anyways, PC builders, you can go to micro center also and have, you know, walk through the store with an associate and they'll ask you questions about what you're looking for in a computer build or what you're using your computer for. And they'll say, okay, cool. You might be well off with an AMD system or see Google's fucking asking me again. How can you help? You can help by shutting the fuck up and leave me alone. All right. Fuck off. <laughs> so the, the associate's going to be like Google and tell you, oh, hey, you know, you're going to want to use an AMD build. Um, you know, you're into photo editing. Okay, cool. You're going to want to use this type of hard drive or you're going to want X amount of storage, whatever the case may be. So you're going to run around the store looking at components like a kid in a candy store. And if you don't do that, you don't want to go in there. You feel like it's just too much for you, which I totally understand. You can go to one of my favorite websites for builds and inspiration, and it is called logicalincrements.com. I'll have a link to this in the description for the episode. But basically, Logical Increments is like a big colorized Excel sheet if you're you know into that kind of thing. And on the left-hand side, you have uh, kind of like a, a scale, right? And it's like a little shield. And it says things like destitute, which is like the cheapest computer you can build, which is probably going to be like, you know, you, you definitely aren't going to be playing any games on that. And then all the way down to the most expensive build, which is called monstrous. So they have little shields here and it kind of looks like a, like an achievement tier system on like call of duty, like the OG one on logical increments. You can look at, you know, okay. On the right hand side, it has price tags, right? Of the total cost of the build. So you're going to go on the left hand side and say, okay, I want to spend $1,775 hashtag America. And uh, you're going to look at, okay, this has a graphics card that is very expensive. (laughs) The biggest expense in the whole whole build is probably going to be your graphics card. Because like I mentioned earlier, miners, and I don't mean underaged people, I mean miners as in like, you know, how you go to a coal mine and take or any kind of mine and extract minerals from the ground. But you can also do that with cryptocurrency, which I won't get into because I don't really know much about it other than it's like electronic money that you can spend to buy stuff like drugs on the black market. (laughs) But miners have bought graphics cards for quite a while now, and the market for used graphics cards is really good on eBay if you know what you're looking for. But if you don't know, your best bet is to actually go into a store like Micro Center or say even Best Buy. I think B&H Photo also sells graphics cards, but I could be wrong about that. And, you know, get a graphics card there after you look at what the build's going to look like. The build guide is going to look like for you on logical increments. You can also use another tool called PC Parts Picker, PC Part Picker, and, you know, build your 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 build on here. It's going to literally have a list of, like an empty list with a plus sign of things that you can just add to it. So, for example, I added a bunch of components here, a CPU. Uh, I even added a cooler because sometimes 
CPUs don't come with coolers, and if they do, they're not very good, except for the AMD Ryzen coolers. They're actually pretty good, and you can actually do like a, a you know, kind of a lame overclock on them, and it's like it, it, they still keep the, the components cool. Some extra bonus goodies you could add is thermal paste from Thermal Grizzly or others. Because the thermal paste that comes on most of these coolers, if not all the coolers, isn't really that great, especially if you buy, you know, if you just go with a stock cooler on your on your CPU. Prices always change. You can always go on eBay, Amazon, Newegg. If you like Newegg, uh, there's some conspiracies surrounding Newegg and some bad bad news and press and stuff like that that you may just want to avoid. Newegg, I don't know, and obviously. Monitors, you might want to monitor. And the thing to consider when you get a monitor is obviously how large you need of a monitor, right? You could, I, I think I have two 24 inch monitors or 21 inch monitors from AOC. And I found some, I found an AOC monitor here, a G24, whatever. So, okay, size is one thing. Size matters for monitors, of course. Um, the bigger is better, baby. So you're going to get your monitor. And for an entry level, you want something that's at the very least a 60 hertz monitor. If you can get, if like, you know, that's your, if that's your budget, right? But ideally you want a hundred hertz with a two to five or three to five millisecond response time. That's basically going to make sure that when you move your mouse, right? And your mouse also has to have a a low response time between two and three milliseconds. So that's basically from the time that you input an action to the time when you see the action executed on screen is going to be three milliseconds response or say cumulatively six milliseconds with your monitors latency and your mouse latency or your keyboard, right? I personally have those AOC monitors. They are 144 hertz which like between 100 and 165 at most is like really, really good. Competitive gamers even play with like 100 to 100, I think probably like 144 hertz to 165 or more. And you can also overclock them with features such as G-Sync and FreeSync. G-Sync is for NVIDIA graphics cards and FreeSync is for AMD graphics cards as far as I know. And also for headsets, headsets are pretty important, especially if you're playing games that are like shooting games. So you're going to want to have something nice and you can definitely overspend on, you know, on, on headsets, but I'll share with you the headset that I have, which is not even a gaming headset. And I think it's like pretty good. I have a Samsung, I think it's like a WHX M3000 or something like that. And they are sound canceling headphones. They were like, (laughs) stupid expensive the thing they were like $300 brand new but they don't have surround sound because that's not really like a big concern of mine I originally bought these for traveling because I used to commute day in and day out on a train that's very loud and I wanted you know the best noise canceling and it's on par if not better than Bose noise canceling so that was the reason why I bought those but you can also get gaming headsets from some uh, company like Corsair 
And the Virtuoso line of headsets is really good. It's $209 and they have a detachable microphone, also wireless and Bluetooth connectivity or slipstream wireless as they call it, which is super fast, virtually like no latency. You you wouldn't even be able to tell unless you measured it with some kind of high speed device. And I also have Bluetooth slash Wi-Fi mouse and keyboards from Logitech. I have the G603 as a mouse and the G613. I did a review on the G603 mouse on my YouTube channel. Feel free to check that out. I'll have that linked in the description. There's a lot of things to consider, and you can definitely overspend on things. For one, the biggest thing that people over are going to overspend on is graphics cards because the market for graphics cards is kind of crazy. Power supplies at one point were crazy like that, and... I think those are the big two. RAM, you can definitely overspend on if you want to have really flashy, colorful RAM with all the RGB and all that stuff. But cases, probably like $100 is good for a case. A monitor like this AOC one is $164. So with shipping, you know, give or take like 5 to $10 unless you get it on Prime, which is free. And unless you, if you don't have a chair, that's another thing to consider is getting a really good quality chair. That's ergonomic. I personally have an autonomous, one of the autonomous chairs. I got it used on Facebook Marketplace because, you know, building computers is expensive. So much like cars and other tech hobbies that are expensive, some there are some places where you can cut costs. So case being one of them, you don't want to spend anything less than maybe like $80 on a case. And NZXT makes good cases Cooler Master, those are just two brands that I'm very familiar with. With all that being said, I want to talk to you about Storytime with Marco and talk to you about my first ever experience building a PC. Now, before I built a PC, I had tinkered with another PC that was like some pre-built HP that was, you know, the family computer because, you know, if you grew up in like the early 2000s, late 90s, your family had a computer, but it was like the one computer that the whole household used. And like, you know, it was in the living room where everybody else did their thing and no one really had a computer in their, you know, personal room, right? In their bedroom. But fast forward a few years, I had collected some money through, you know, the the washers and dryers that were in my house. My family owns the house that I grew up in. So we had some tenants in the other rooms and floors. We lived on the floor, first floor. And so I would collect the quarters and such from the washing machines. And I eventually got enough monies to where I could, you know, sort of fancy building a computer. So me and a buddy of mine, Brandon, great friend of mine, he's still to this day builds computers and he's a big computer nerd like me, probably bigger than me as far as being a nerd goes. And I said, Hey Brandon, you know, can you help me build a PC? What's hot? What's not? Let's go to micro center and figure this thing out. So I collected my quarters, you know, from the washing machines over the course of like a couple months, I collected, you know, all the nickels, dimes and pennies and everything that resembled currency that (laughs) that I could find in the house. And, you know, I roll everything up nice and neat into those little cardboard tubes that the bank gives you. Obviously, I think I bought mine at like CVS or something like that. But um, yeah, I went to Micro Center with all my my coins, you know, linked up with an associate there. And then I started to pick stuff. 
I, I think I built it with like a, some kind of NZXD case, like a 610, 630 or something like that. It was like the biggest case I could find. It looked awesome. It was it had some huge fans, so it had great airflow. And then I had another, <laughs> like the cheapest components I could probably buy that I could game on, some kind of Gigabyte 7770 HD card, a Pentium D processor, which at the time was like not even that good because the... Pentium Intel Pentium Core 2 Duo was out. I wish they would have named it differently. It's like so many names. But like those it had like two cores or two dual cores. I don't even remember. But like now CPUs have like eight cores and like a million threads, like AMD's uh what's it what's the big one big one? Thread ripper. Yeah, like that thing is insane. So, you know, I, I got all my components. I went up to the desk. I mean, the, the counter, right? And they were like, okay, the t- your total is whatever, like $400, right? So I was like, oh, right, awesome. Time to pay up. So I, you know, take my little backpack, unzip it, and start just like, you know, doling out rolls of quarters, you know, like on the counter at the at the checkout. And it's like rolls of quarters, rolls of quarters, rolls of quarters. And then like, all right, all the quarters are gone through nickels and dimes, nickels and dimes, pennies, pennies. And they were like, you know, we have to count all of these coins, right? We can't just take them like this. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a teenager. I don't have anywhere else to go. So we sat there for like, I don't know how long it was, maybe like 10, 15 minutes, just like while they were counting all this stuff. (laughs) And I even had a bag with extra like coins and stuff that didn't fit into rolls. So I think it was like $10 and like nickels, dimes and and pennies and and quarters, just like in a Ziploc bag with like the number written on there. And then, uh, you know, eventually went back home, brought all my components with me. And then Brandon and I spent a whole day putting our, you know, my new electronic Lego set together installing games on it and, you know, getting after it. So, yep, that was my first experience building a PC. So I hope that your experience building a PC is better than that and that you can actually afford to buy components, especially since they're so expensive these days. But until next time, y'all, that's going to be a wrap for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, remember, share it with your friends, family, follow you know, me and the podcast at Hands in the Chile on Twitter. No Instagram yet. No YouTube yet. But until next time, people, take care, be safe, and embrace the suck. Peace.